Hi, this is Joshua Marsingill with the Abundant Encounter Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. This podcast exists to help uh, Christians meditate on the Word of God, and also um, we include activations so that faith can be made manifest in your life. And so um, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. I'll pray to start us off. Lord, thank you so much for your presence with each and every one of us. Bless us, Lord. Come close. We just thank you for this time to focus on you, to know you, and to seek you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that anything that would hinder what you're about to do through your word would just be bound up right now in Jesus' name. And uh, we bind anything that would prevent your ministry, Lord God, to us. And um, and we lose heaven all around us. And anywhere we are, Lord, we release heaven in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just enter your gates with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're real. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you love us, that we're not spiritual orphans. We belong to you, Lord God. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your intentionality in designing and creating and giving me your purpose for my life. I thank you, Lord God, that you've revealed the mystery of Christ in us, the hope of glory, that there is a future and a hope for each and every one of us. Bless us, bless us, overflowing. Bless us to overflowing. I pray for healing for those that are listening. Lord God, for inner healing of the heart and soul, uh, but also physical healing, Lord God. I pray that pain would cease and that you'd open up just your pathway to peace for every single, every single thing that is us. Lord God, that we would, we would be tuned in to you we tuned up. That our heart would move with your rhythms, Lord. That your gifts of righteousness, peace, and joy would overtake us. Your gift of innocence restored through what Jesus Christ sacrificed that we would know it, that we would feel it, that shame would not have a place, guilt would not have a place, but we would live and breathe and move as sons and daughters with an inheritance that Jesus completely paid for, free from striving, free to rest. Jesus' name. 
thank you again for joining us. We're going to be reading today in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and I think it's important if you weren't with us on the last episode of Abundant Encounters just to know that Paul is right in the middle of um, a fatherly rebuke towards the Corinthian church. He is... He has just gone through how people were trying to identify themselves with us in sanctions, you know, for Apollos or for Paul or for Jesus. And he's like, yeah, we're all in the same playing field here. So um, so as we start with, with chapter four, um, we're going to be reading from the Passion Translation. And you can be aware that Paul is kind of right in the middle of this discussion he's writing out here. So then you must perceive us, not as leaders of factions, but as servants of the Anointed One, those who have been entrusted with God's mysteries. The most important quality of one entrusted with such secrets is that they are faithful and trustworthy. But personally, I'm not the least bit concerned if I'm judged by you or any verdict I receive from any human court. In fact, I don't even assume to be my own judge, even though my conscience is clear. But that doesn't mean I stand acquitted before the Lord, for the only judge I care about is Him. So resist the temptation to pronounce premature judgment on anything before the appointed time, when all will be fully revealed. Instead, wait until the Lord makes His appearance, For he will bring all that is hidden in darkness to light and unveil every secret motive of everyone's heart. Then, when the whole truth is known, each will receive praise from God. Dear brothers and sisters, I've been referring elusively to myself and Apollos in order to illustrate what I've been saying. It is futile to move beyond what is written in the scriptures and be inflated with self-importance by following and promoting one leader in competition with another. What makes a distinction between you and someone else? And what do you have that grace has not given you? And if you received it as a gift, why do you boast as though there is something special about you? Why no, you already have all you need. Since when did you become so content and rich without us? You've already crowned yourself as royalty, reigning on your thrones, leaving us lowly apostles far behind. How I wish indeed that you really were reigning as kings already, for that would mean we would be reigning as kings alongside of you. It seems to me that God has appointed us apostles to be at the end of the line, We are like those on display at the end of the procession, as doomed gladiators soon to be killed. We have become a theatrical spectacle to all creation, both to people and to angels. We are fools for Christ, but you are wise in Christ. We are the frail, you are the powerful. You are celebrated, we are humiliated. If you could see us now, you'd find that we are hungry and thirsty, poorly clothed, brutally treated, and with no roof over our heads. 
We work hard, toiling with our own hands. When people abuse and insult us, we respond with a blessing. And when severely persecuted, we endure it with patience. When we are slandered incessantly, we always answer gently, ready to reconcile. Even now, in the world's opinion, we are nothing but filth, and the lowest has come. I'm not writing this to embarrass you, or to shame you, but to correct you as the children I love. For although you could have countless babysitters in Christ telling you what you're doing wrong, you don't have many fathers who correct you in love. But I'm a true father to you, for I became your father when I gave you the gospel and brought you into union with Jesus, the Anointed One. So I encourage you, my children, to follow the example that I live before you. That's why I've sent my dear son Timothy, whom I love. He is faithful to the Lord Yahweh and will remind you of how to, I conduct myself as one who lives in union with Jesus, the Anointed One, and of the teachings that I bring to every church everywhere. There are some among you who have exalted themselves as if I were not coming back to you, but I will come soon, if it pleases the Lord, and I will find out not only what these arrogant ones are saying, but also if they have power to back up their words. For the kingdom realm of God comes with power, not simply impressive words. So which would you prefer? Shall I come carrying the rod of authority to discipline, or with an embrace in love with a gentle spirit? Can you receive it? From a father, do you hear a loving father's rebuke? And the whole idea of confrontation um, is always something that I struggled with. I, it's always been very difficult for me to receive it. Um, and one of the things that was markedly different when it came to my relationship with the Lord is in the richness of it, uh, the Lord would rebuke me, a son that he loved. And sometimes I didn't even notice that he was rebuking me. We were, and I'd catch on so much later, like a week later. <laughs> Or something and and look back and say I think I think you you really corrected me about that um, I heard Graham Cook had a similar situation and I 100% related to it because I, I felt like I didn't even realize that God had rebuked me but it was so wonderful and his correction so helpful and needed and brought life instead of condemnation the life of God is there is zero condemnation, only conviction. And conviction can be an opportunity to do things um, in a more satisfying way. Maybe we got stuck, we got stuck in a rut. And what God is calling us to now is 
something that's calling us out into uncharted territory. Um, the ruts of our family, the ruts of our friends, everyone does it this way. It's, this is the way it's always been done. Um, that's, that stuff will get us in a rut so quick. And sometimes God will have something to say about that. And He will let us know in His gentle, kind, loving way as a father to a son or daughter that there's something better. That we're made for more. That to continue on in the way that we've been going isn't the proper path. Sometimes this will be joyful encouragement. Sometimes it's just very sincere. And sometimes, yes, it is very difficult, but I, we've heard enough about the difficult things that I want to swing the pendulum back the other way to remind you that God is gentle and kind and loving, and He does not have to yell or, or raise His voice to us. It's really not His style. God usually doesn't use uh, our own language to speak to us, but instead uses all of his creation. And so I want to encourage you that some of the best moments in our lives as Christians can be the rebukes that come out of heaven. Clearly, the Corinthian church is in a rut, and uh, Paul says, I need you guys to stop being so religious. Your smugness is not welcome. Your self-satisfaction is inappropriate and does not have a place in the life that you're now living. It's going to be important for you to make some changes. Because if you continue, your ears won't hear and your eyes won't see. And you won't take part in the Christ life here on earth. So the options are to change and embrace the Christ life. Embrace the rest. Embrace the future, the hope. Put down the things that won't allow that to be and remember your first love. In this case, when you go backwards, you'll be going forward. When you go back to your first love, you'll be moving forward into your destiny. And the alignment Because you're honoring your Heavenly Father. You're putting Him first. You're receiving the victory that Christ has brought. There's a lot of things that can potentially make us feel out of sorts or, uh, and we give up 
our intimacy with God uh, and replace it with something else. And uh, it happens. Um, we live in a fallen world. If I watch movies, which I do often because I love movies, I usually have to reinterpret them because the Lord has taught me the human heart and the desires of the human heart. So every narrative out there has something to do with the gospel. And uh, sometimes it's very hidden. But this kind of same thing is showing us like there's so many options out there to kind of not be in tune with what God is is uh, giving. So when we don't receive from the Lord um, our, our, our ground, our earth, the you know what we're made of, the dirt that He kissed is it dries up and becomes frail and bitter and broken. And so what our activation today is about is really just uh, being brave and looking inside you to see the deposits he's made. This might not sound like something brave, but uh, especially if we're in that place where we've become dry, um, we may look inside and see something broken or or someone we don't we don't just we just don't love very much um, and what I want you to do is be brave instead now and I want you to look inside and see Jesus I want you to see what the father sees when he looks at you it's important that you do this and if you're really struggling what you think about what it says in Colossians 3 verse 1 where we're supposed to be imagining ourselves in heavenly places and the intention behind that is so that you can get above the warfare get out of reach of the accuser into a heavenly place and from there, I want you to begin to look at yourself in the expression of Christ that you carry. And I want you to kind of come to terms with it. Begin to make a decision that, that you're going to begin to live this out. Can you see yourself as that person of Christ that, that you invited him into your heart and you're one and in that your future is going to be impacted you may approach situations differently questions you've asked may suddenly be answered your purpose can be revealed.
Bill Johnson made a statement, if Christ did what he did as a God, then I'm very impressed. But if he did it as a man, then I'm compelled to follow. And that's, I believe, important for us to consider. Not because Jesus isn't God, of course he is. That's not on the table of discussion. But if he did his life as a man, laying aside his deity, as the scriptures say, then that's so amazing that I want to follow that. I want to follow what did Jesus do? He spent time with the Father, finding out what he was doing, finding out what he was saying, and he lived his life to reflect that. He spent time looking at the Father, looking for him, seeking him, and finding him, and then acting on that. That's what we're being invited into. So if you haven't already, close your eyes right now and begin to look inside at the face of Christ. Be courageous and do not see a broken you. Do not see a shameful you. Do not see uh, someone that hasn't done everything right. But look and see the reward of Christ Jesus right there. You are a piece of God's heart. And it is pure, it is innocent, it is full of hope and future and promise and purpose and destiny. I'll echo what Paul is saying to the Corinthian church here. You are better than that. You are so much better than that because of what you have access to. God bless you. Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.